0: We're talking with Sanjay Merchandani. He's the CEO of Commvault. In addition to being CEO, he has experience as a chief information officer, so this is going to be a fascinating conversation. Sanjay, how are you today?
1: Very well, Michael. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on your show.
0: Sanjay, tell us about Commvault and your role.
1: Commvault is in the data business. We're a company that specializes. In helping customers with their journey in with data. And it's 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 particularly important the time that we're in right now where data is at the center of our businesses, um, really puts, you know, thrusts Commvault into, into mission critical capabilities for our customers. Uh, that's all we do. We do data. And we do data from a store, protect, optimize, and use life cycle. Um, you know, it's not a sprinkling of something we do. It's all we do as a company, even though we've been around for, for a while. And, you know, when I was the chief information officer, data was kind of a bad word. You wanted to store it, compress it, deduplicate it, and hope that when it was, when you really needed it, um, you had it safely. Why? Because the cost of, of storing data, the cost of, you know, manipulating data, analyze it was prohibitive. All that has changed in a short window of time where now data has become the lifeblood of every good company. And if if this environment that we're in taught us anything, it's the companies that are using data in rich ways that are um, surviving and 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 moving towards thriving because it allows you to truly be agile.
0: That point about agility is very interesting. Can you draw the link for us between the role of data and agility as you just described it?
1: Oversimplifying it, if I was a CIO and I had five data centers. Business continuity probably meant that two of them would be up at all times, and three were down, and we would still be able to run our operations, or some math like that. Nobody expected the world to go off at the same time. Okay, so now when I have conversations with with, with clients and customers on business continuity, it's the same conversation I have with my CIO. I go, you know, how, how immune are we to um, core things running? You know, like being being attacked or being being affected. How um, agile are we? to build new capabilities should we need it. it. I don't just don't mean, you know, more desktops or laptops and at homes. I mean can we really build new systems quickly because we see an opportunity? How are we helping innovation? We're a company that prides itself on innovation. Uh, you know, how are we enabling our engineering, our go to market, our customers, our support organization, our customer success organization to innovate and deliver? And so, you know, I would say to you, I had a ringside seat as a CIO to how hard that job is that job in for IT professionals IT professionals just got their lives turned upside down over the course of this pandemic and their lives got super difficult so we're asking these these heroes really to get out there do unnatural things for their business help them grow the business all in an environment where they can't even go to their data centers they can't even go to their place of work they can't even get to the systems that they used to supporting them their businesses with and we're asking them to do more so heck as an IT provider um we owe them we owe them good answers we owe them good solutions
0: i'm sure you're speaking with customers all the time observing patterns across your customers yeah. and so what are you seeing regarding their use of data
1: the conversations we're having are exactly the conversations you know we wish to have because we believe we can add value around our customers' hard problems and and there are two things that you see in these conversations that come up all the time in if, if I, I don't want to geek out on you but you know the way it's working is digital transformation or said said more simply the desire to, to embrace cloud infrastructure quickly has had there's been a massive compression so if somebody had it on their on their roadmap for the next 18 to 24 months well that just came in into a quarter or two so that's one the second is well well we're all trying to figure out how to you know restructure our businesses to run in this new world order the bad guys are 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 emboldened they have more, you know, more capabilities, more equipment, more infrastructure, more people to attack customers that aren't really ready for those kinds of ransomware and malware attacks that are now coming at our business because our our defenses are down, right? So these are the two themes that, 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 that customers keep saying to me: Okay, how can you help me move to the cloud faster, and how can you keep our data secure? Um, and you get those two right, you get the agility, you know, that we talked about earlier
0: so you have external events this global health crisis thrust onto your customers your customers are seeing this thrust upon them forcing them to adopt cloud and other technologies to transform more rapidly right. at the same time the bad guys are learning adapting and changing very quickly as well and so you've got this dual focus that you have to deal with if you're a CIO today
1: it's all about the data what are they trying to take data what are you what is it what is the hardest problem in moving to the cloud data getting your data to be ubiquitous across you know legacy applications and new applications data has never been more valuable and at the same time data has never been more vulnerable because you're opening up you know flanks for for attack so so we you know the way we build technology and the way we want the conversation we're having with customers is we're enabling your data journey into the world of public cloud or hybrid cloud while giving you built-in capabilities to protect that information the best you can um, and then use that information, because if you spend all your time protecting, when are you going to use it? Right? So it should be it should be implicit. It should be natural. It should be seamless. and 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 that's how we that's how we think about it.
0: Historically, the idea of business continuity was not particularly sexy. As you said, we had disaster recovery, and in case the lights went out, we had to have our data redundantly in a different location. You've just elevated business continuity, redefined it to a strategic imperative that's directly linked to innovation and the ability of your business to be responsive and agile to customers and changing market conditions. That's an enormous shift.
1: Yes, it is. It's gone from being something you hoped you never had to do. Is something that's 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 top of mind you know and it, this is not about fear uncertainty and doubt this is all about the fact that if this was to happen again or is this the is this the world we now live in how do we how do we not miss a heartbeat and just keep going and so bringing bringing technologies or capabilities like like public cloud into your into your fabric into your mainstream gives you that new level of of insurance, gives you that new level of capabilities, gives you that new level of agility that businesses need because you know, you're know you not exactly going out there and hiring thousands of IT professionals for your business just because your challenges have, have, have evolved very quickly. You're asking the same people or less people to do so much more, to learn so many new things. The biggest issue for any, any business today, any CIO today, any CEO today, is the human capital that their businesses rely on. And, and you know, when we ask people to do unnatural things, and I keep saying it's unnatural things because that's not how our businesses are wired, the way we run them today, and we're saying to them, you know, do all these things and more, you've got to help them. And business continuity suddenly went from being something you thought about as an insurance policy to something that's a living thing, and that you've got to make sure you know, you're ready to, to move with. So whole new conversation, whole new opportunity for businesses to really shake off the old and get into a new way of thinking about it. Um, and, and A lot of companies are, are not wasting this this difficult time. They're innovating themselves. They, they're reinventing themselves in ways with technology that allow them to be a little more future-proof.
0: You've mentioned cloud several times. Where does cloud fit into these kinds of changes and the ability to be agile and adapt to what's going on?
1: You know, it gives you a universal capability to sort of scale. It also, it also, done right, eliminates a lot of single points of failure that that over time customers have had to build solutions around. You know, that's the way technology worked together. It was tightly engineered stacks that had to be fine tuned, that had to be run by experts, um, and that did the that did the job well. But that's how it was built. Now. There's a there's a commoditization if you would of a certain fa- of a certain layer of the fabrics of the infrastructure, um, you know if you're building applications new applications in the cloud you're pretty much it's a given that you're using Kubernetes and and containers and that and that sort of thing. So then you know so then you've got to think about new data models and you've got to think of new security models. So clouds can make things easier done right, okay. But it, it is a journey, and um, and you know I think the companies that are really embracing it. Um, are, are starting to see the results. And, we're, and, and those are the conversations we have every single day with customers.
0: Sanjay, as you speak with your customers, what are some of the challenges that they face with the movement to cloud?
1: I learned this as CIO that you could have the best designs, the best technology, you could have the best data centers, the best cloud. It's the people, it's the people that make the difference. And um, you know, so, number one is making sure that the skills customers have. Uh, match up their desire with the technology they're building. So we, you know, as as a provider, we've got to make sure that we're enabling and preserving skills that that they have. Number two, the conversations translate, and I, you know, I take it as as something that I have to be super focused on. in the role I play is making sure that the promises we make, we deliver against our technology over delivers. Um, so we're not putting the onus on the customer to go integrate things that if we say it works with something, it actually really works with something. And it works well, and it's easy to use. Um, three, you know, giving them a rich roadmap of innovation so that you're one step ahead um, of what the next problem is that they're going to encounter or the next challenge they're going to have, and where you know we've we've already solved for that. Uh, not be ten steps ahead, but be one or two steps ahead. so That you're fitting their roadmaps of, of engagement and, and 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 delivery.
0: Sanjay, you used the term IT heroes earlier, and you yourself were a Chief Information Officer, and now, of course, your your CEO. Tell us about that transition.
1: It was not something I aspired to, or or, um, or built a career around. Um, my CEO at the time, who who I have an incredible amount of regard for, said, Sandra, we need you to come in." And I said, "Why?" And he said, "Because you need to give us bragging rights um, on how we run our business." And that was the those are the marching orders I got. And so I translated that into, you know, be customer number one. Um, for the technology you produce, because you have to be that voice, you have to be that representative voice for the for you know for the customer. And you know, honestly, I, I was blessed that I had IT professionals on my staff, on my team, in my organization that had more IT experience in their pinkies than I would have in a lifetime. But uh, I was I was surrounded by smart people who understood it, who cared about the company, and taught me. You know, the technology elements of what it takes to run IT. So, from the outside in, most people think about IT as build and deploy. Well, that's the easy part, if you can call it that. The hard part is actually running IT. And whether I liked it or not, I got a ringside seat to that for many years. And it taught me every aspect of the business. I got more sitting in the in the data center and understanding how systems were built, run, trouble you know troubleshooting, war rooms. I learned more about how things ran or didn't run right there than I did in the boardroom. And um, I think it I think it it was a great training ground for me, um, and it, it helped me solidify my thinking as to what I want to do next. And um, and I I bet you you know. I mean, I make a ton of mistakes every day as a, as a human being, as a CEO. I'm, I'm humbled to have the role I have, but I'm better because I was a CIO.
0: Why was sitting in the data center observing IT operations so pivotal to understanding the business?
1: Businesses pride themselves on being agile, but IT of the old built built institutionalized processes because they wanted robustness so to support the business they had to build a lot of institutional structure to say this thing is robust this thing will work as as design and then when the business goes this way or needs to go this way and the structure has been built this way it's like it's it's hard that's why cloud is so exciting because it gives you gives you that level of agility so so when something broke, Or something didn't work right or when something had a critical milestone that you had to meet and you were all huddled in there with the business, with IT, with infrastructure, with security, with the partners, trying to get something right, you learn why something doesn't work. You understand what the nuances of that particular process are. You understand where the systems either work or let you down. and It is an incredible immersion in all things business when you're sitting there trying to understand um, you know when when there's when there's chaos because something's down or something's not working and you and you figure out how to come out of it, and you get so much smarter about about how things should work that um, it you know it's a great lens to have.
0: what advice do you have for CIOs who are listening to this and saying, yeah, I want to do this too, but but I there are roadblocks, there are obstacles, and I'm not sure how to do it. What advice do you have for CIOs?
1: one, Insert yourself into a business conversation or many business conversations, whether you're comfortable with it or not, because that's the only way you will understand the impact. And If your business allows you to own a line of business of some kind, embrace that. It's more work. It's a bigger challenge. But then you become a customer of your own services from IT, and you know how good, how bad, what improvement areas, where you excel, where you don't. You get to see it firsthand. It's a great litmus test for how things are going and how it take, what it takes to run a business with IT as a provider. Those two perspectives really, really help widen um, the experience base for, for potentially being a CEO.
0: As a business leader, what do you look for when you're hiring a CIO?
1: Customer centricity. I want my CIOs to have the best customer perspective. Sit in the seat of the customer, your internal customer, your external customer, it doesn't matter, and engage how, how you build things, how you deliver things, the quality from that lens. Don't look at it as a one-way service delivery capability. You will fail.
0: It's interesting that you don't look first at their technical capabilities, technical skills and chops.
1: Honestly, Michael, I think the technology element of, of that CIO job is, is, is rapidly decreasing. I am not saying technology is easy, but but the contention around technology choices is reduced broadly, and and so yes, of course you need to be technically astute and be able to make right decisions and drive direction. The conversation that CIOs have are far more business uh, valuable, if you would, than technology oriented. And I think I think um, I think that's going to be the I, I think. That that's going to be the differentiator between good CIOs and great CIOs in in this when we come out of this this pandemic, um, those that have helped their businesses accelerate versus those that have kept the lights on.
0: Sanjay, as we finish up, I have to ask you about this period of uncertainty that we're in. How do you manage? How do you think about Commvault and your place in the world and the movements of the market, given so much uncertainty?
1: It's amazing how much time um, myself and the leadership team spend on, on this. And it's a difficult time. I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to play it down. We're all blessed and lucky that you know, our companies are strong enough to hopefully survive the the, the length and the tenure of this, this pandemic. But when we come out, And our customers come out and they're ready to hit the road and do things that 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 they put on hold for a while, that we're right there with them, and that we're making them and ourselves both future proof. You know, it's the prioritization thing we we talked about earlier. There's no science to it. It's you know, it's instinct, it's it's and at the end of it, this pandemic is about people. It's affecting people. Right? We have to be we have to put people first as we get through this. Period.
0: Okay. Sanjay Merchandani, CEO of Commvault, thank you so much for taking time to have a very fascinating conversation today.
1: Thank you, Michael. Good to be here.